I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, Canada's national digital theatre. Each week, we take new and underproduced theatre scripts and short stories and turn them into contemporary radio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. This week on Play Me, we feature part two of Quiver, the solo show by Anna Chatterton. Last week on Play Me. I'm moving in with Daniel. But you can't do that. He's mom's boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. But he's almost as old as dad. I hid in my closet and wished I could be Arrowette. Arrowette is just a normal human being, but she has above average strength and skill for her age. I'm training to be an archer like her because I'm too weak. I had to tell someone, so I called my ex, Armando. He picked me up from work, took me to his apartment, and let me cry. I curled up in his arms and called in sick at work. I needed to be taken care of. B, I need you to sign my field trip form. Why don't you get Mum to sign it? She hasn't been home since last Tuesday. She's always at Armando's now. I want my mum. I want my dad. I miss Dad. Sometimes I miss him so much, and he's so far away, and it's not fair. It's all B's fault, and she doesn't even care. All she cares about is herself. Part two of three of Quiver. Warning, mature content and language. Maddie, why are you eating in the girls' bathroom? That's totally gross. Marissa made fun of me because I always eat lunch alone. Did you tell Dad? What? Did you tell him or was it Mum? I don't know. I guess so. You guess what? Did you or didn't you? I have a really bad headache, so go home. I hate going home. It's so quiet all the time. So put on some music or the radio or something. You have no idea what it's like. So get Marissa to sleep over. We aren't friends anymore. So come over and sleep at Daniel's. I have to go to class. I was starting to think it was the worst day of my life, but then this guy in my math class, Ted, who has never said anything to me before, tapped me on the shoulder and said he liked my army jacket. Mom hates my jacket. She says it hides my figure, but he said it was really cool. Then, he said his brother is in the army, and when he's 16, he's going to join the army. I was like, you mean you're going to drop out of school? He said you can, but they don't like it, so he's going to stay in school and be in the army part-time until he's 18. He said girls can join too, but you have to be strong and do all these physical tests to get in. I told him I want to become an archer, and he thought that was super cool, but he had never heard of Arrowette. It was so fun talking to him. I hope Marissa saw us. It isn't my fault if Maddie is lonely, okay? 
It's her own stupid fault that she isn't more social. She never goes to parties because she's too scared and she doesn't want to drink. I told her she just has to hold a beer all night and then she's all upset because Marissa is snubbing her at school, but I could totally set Maddie up. She has the potential to be really pretty. She could get a guy. If she dresses right, she could totally be the hot younger sister. got a job working at Susie Shear so now I can practically support myself and buy my own groceries and save for university. My boss Josie is the best boss ever. She's so beautiful and really nice to me. I love her. She's 24, has a super nice boyfriend, but she told me she had been sexually molested by her uncle when she was younger than me. So at my age she moved out. She's tough. I go to work right after school and stay there till close, which is 9 p.m. Sometimes I'll even work five days a week because it's better than being home alone. Excuse me, miss. Do you have these pants in gray? Mom, what are you doing here? I'm working. I wanted to see where you work. Is that your boss? He's cute. Shh. He's the assistant manager and he can hear you. It's not a bad thing if he knows you think he's cute. Why are you here? I want to take you out for dinner. I work till nine. Besides, I already had my dinner break. Oh, how about another night? I guess I don't work tomorrow. It's a date. I'll pick you up from school. Really? Can we go to Licks? Sure, whatever you want. I'll wait, shoot. Can we do Thursday instead? I work Thursday. But Armando plays squash on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Wednesday is his only night off, so we're going out with friends. Can't you get off work on Thursday? We get inventory on Thursdays. Can't you cancel? You know Armando. He's so persnickety about things like that. My boss is staring. You have to go. Maybe he's staring because he thinks we're cute. Mom, he's not my boss. Josie is, and she's staring. Okay, okay, I'm going. Love you, honey. Why can't she just miss one night with Armando? She doesn't care about me. She doesn't even want to see me. She just pretends she does. I hate going home after work. It's so dark. I'm always scared there's someone hiding. I wish Dad was here so A, he could protect me, and B, he could teach me to be a better archer. I started sleeping with my bow and arrow on my bedside table just in case. Maddie is like my granny kitty, I swear to God. She goes to bed earlier than me, never wants to go with friends. I don't know how she got that way. It certainly wasn't from me or her father, God. When I think about what we were doing at her age, I never gave the girls a curfew because then I'd have to toe the line too, and I don't want to get home before midnight. I'm not Cinderella, but I swear to God, it's like she gives herself a curfew. I've told her to go ahead and lose her virginity as long as she uses protection. She might as well enjoy herself and might do her some good, too. But she never wanted to play, what's that fun closet game, you know, spin the tail? No, spin the bottle. 
I had a party for her when she turned 12, and I brought out the bottle to liven things up, but she refused to play. Party pooper, I said, but she gave me that look, so I had to drop it. I swear, the way she fixes her eyes on me, it's like the ghost of Granny Kitty coming through her. It's a shame she never knew Granny Kitty. They could have eaten soft-boiled eggs together at 9 p.m. and been in bed before 10. Maddie is incredibly practical. B was never like that, even as a little girl, B puzzled me, and Maddie has always been so good at taking care of herself. Marn asked if I really want to keep staying at Armando's, but Maddie doesn't need me here. She doesn't need to see me like this, and now that she has this job, she's hardly ever home anyway. Maddie, come to a party with me tonight. No thanks. Do you even have any plans for tonight? No. So just come with me. It'll be fun. But I won't know anyone. That's why you should come, to get to know them. But I won't know what to say to them. Talk about anything. But what if there's a pause in the conversation? Then you just look around the party and sip your beer. They'll think I'm boring, and I don't want to drink. You know that. That's the whole point of drinking. Then you won't care what people think. You'll be having too much fun. Just try, like, a Mike's Hard Lemonade, and that will do you. I don't know. I'll come over first and help you decide what to wear and make you a grilled cheese and we can go together. Okay? Okay. I'll be over at six, okay? I can't wait. Me too. When I got home from school, Daniel and I got in a big fight because he said I should have checked with him because we were invited to his friend's house for dinner and I said he should have checked with me because there was no way I was missing this party and otherwise Maddie will be home alone tonight and she'll get more sad and more pathetic. She needs friends. Daniel said, not everyone can be like you, be. You radiate energy. I liked it when he said that. I radiate energy. But God, as if I want to hang out with his friends at a dinner party on a Friday night. He always just wants to go to dinner parties, which aren't very fun. His friends always look at me kind of weirdly, especially the women. And then they sort of ignore me, except for the men who stand too close and ask annoying questions or talk about what high school was like in their day. Grilled cheese coming up. I forgot how good our house smells. Maddie, why is Mum's bed made up like an army bed? She never makes her bed like that. I made it. How come you didn't do mine? Because that would have been even more creepy, like as if you were dead because you never made your bed. So, because it isn't made, you know I'm still alive? Yeah. But you see me at school, you know I'm not dead. But your bed doesn't know that. So, the bed will think I'm dead if you make it? (laughs) I didn't know anyone at the party, so I decided to try the hold the beer trick that Bee suggested, so I went in the kitchen and Marissa was there. And she was totally drunk and started giggling when she saw me and said, So you finally started drinking, huh? I just nodded and pretended to take a sip and then she pushed me and said, Chug it! I fell backwards and she laughed and said I was so fragile she could break me in two. 
I wish I had brought my bow and arrows. She wouldn't laugh if I aimed it straight at her heart. I left the kitchen to try and find B, but I went into every room and I couldn't find her and everyone was staring at me and whispering. She looks so stupid in B's clothes. They she were all saying so stupid in B's clothes. She's trying to be like B. She She'll never so be B. <laughs> She's a poser. Like she shouldn't She'll be here. She wasn't invited. She's a poser. Saying that I don't have any friends. She wasn't invited. She's a poser. She shouldn't be here. She wasn't invited. She's a poser. B, where were you? I couldn't find you. Hey, are you having a good time? No, I want to leave. What? We just got here. I hate it here. Everyone is looking at me and laughing at me because I look stupid. Oh, come on. They are not. You look great. Did you get a beer? It's too bitter. So drink something else. Relax. God. Come with me. I don't want to go alone. I can't right now. Then I'll just stay here. You can't. Christine said she's not allowed to have too many people in her mom's bedroom. Can't you just relax and mingle? It's a party. You're supposed to be having fun. Why can't you just have fun? Have you even tried talking to people? Marissa's here. Perfect. So you can hang out with her. She's being mean. She hates me. Everyone hates me. Fuck, you're too sensitive. No one hates you. They don't even know you. I'm sure Marissa's just being stupid and drunk. Yeah, I'm coming. Look, I gotta go do something. Go get a cooler and start a conversation, okay? Fine. I didn't mean to leave Maddie alone at the party, okay? But Maddie brought DMT and Allie and Christine had been waiting for me to go into Christine's parents' bathroom. I knew that DMT only lasts like 10 minutes or something, so I figured I could do it and then come right back. So... We locked the doors and all squeezed into Christine's parents' huge jacuzzi bathtub. They wanted to fill it with water, but I told them it would take forever, and besides, we would probably drown. Both Christine and Allie totally have a crush on Matt, but I think he's totally immature. But his older brother knows where to score for drugs, so he always has a good supply. Matt took out his pipe. Honestly, it felt a bit dirty, like we were doing crack or something, and then... Like I was rising rising up and up up, and I had to lie down down. and it's like like, I was looking looking at this Mexican Mexican painting that was moving moving. and Christine and Allie said they saw the same thing. thing. Ping an orange bugs or something. Moving in the painting, and then it's like, I became a bug? Guys, hey guys, I think I'm a bug. A pink bug. I can feel my shell. Do I look like a bug? Hey guys, are we all bugs now? Is that what's happening? Hey, something's on my tongue. Hey guys, get off my tongue. Are we always gonna be bugs? I like being pink. It feels pink. And then suddenly, 
the Mexican painting was gone and we weren't bugs anymore and then I wonder where Maddie was and I hope she was drinking for God's sakes. Christine and Matt wanted to do more DMT but Ali and I didn't want to be bugs anymore so we went out on Christine's parents' balcony and smoked a joint and then we started laughing so hard and Ali leaned over the balcony and barfed and I held her hair. After we went and lay in Christine's parents' bed under the covers, and then I guess we fell asleep, because when we came up from under the covers, it was light outside, and the bathroom light was on, and I looked at the clock, and it was 5.30 a.m., and I called Daniel, and he said he would pick me up if I waited on the front steps, and then I went to look for Maddie, but she wasn't anywhere, so I guess she went home, and I thought about calling her, but I didn't want to wake her up, and besides, she would probably just give me this silent treatment and hang up, so I figured I would just see her at the school on Monday. No one to talk with all by myself. No one to walk with but I'm happy on the shelf. Hey misbehaving, saving all my love for you. No one to talk with all by myself. No one to walk with, but na, I'm na, happy on na, the na, shelf. Hey, misbehaving, saving all my, my love for, for you. No one to talk with, all by myself. No one to walk with, but na, I'm happy on na, the na, shelf. Amos behaving, saving all my love for you. No one to talk with, all by myself. No one to walk with, but I'm happy on the shelf. Amos behaving, saving all my love for you. If I had a nickel for every time one of my girls hurt my feelings, I'd own a house by now, or at least a condo. If their father had just been more involved in their lives instead of leaving me to deal with every single thing, sometimes he doesn't even call on their birthdays, much less send a gift or a card, and then I have to be the one to come up with an excuse and comfort them. Yet he remains the hero in Maddie's books because he'll be all bunny-bunny with her instead of being a proper father, so she gives me all the attitude. Bee pretends she doesn't care, but... Saturday morning, I was watching TV and eating cereal without milk because there was no more left and I didn't feel like going to buy some. And I saw a commercial about the army and there were girls running in uniform. They looked strong. They looked like Arouette. The commercial said that being in the army is being part of a family forever. And it doesn't matter what party nobody talked to you at or whether you have kissed someone or are still a virgin, you are in the army and that trumps everything. And it doesn't matter if your mom is never home and your sister ran off with your mom's ex-boyfriend because you are a family with all the other soldiers, not just in Canada, but all over the world. B doesn't care about me. 
The only reason she took me to the party was because she felt guilty. 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 And then she dumped, then she me, for dumped me for her friends. She's not on She's my not side. On side. I, I wish I was 16 so I could join the army now. I almost can't stand it. How am I going to wait a whole other year? Chop, 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 snip, snip, chop, 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 snip, snip, chop, chop. What did you do? Did you chop your hair off? Did you cut it yourself? Yes. Maddie, why did you cut your hair? Why do you care? Okay, you're obviously mad because I left you alone at the party, but fuck. I didn't think you go crazy. Allie got majorly drunk and threw up and then passed out. And then, if you can believe it, I fell asleep and missed the whole party. Was it fun? Did you talk to people? No. No one? What did you do? Just sit there? I gotta get to class. Are those dads bow and arrows? What? Why are you carrying arrows in your knapsack? I needed them for a project. What kind of project? What do you care? Other than B, hardly anyone noticed that I cut my hair except Ted. I told him I was going to join the army. He was actually excited and said we should train together. He said that he can introduce me to his brother. We talked more and agreed that we would work out together and test each other on our beep tests, which is a test you have to do to get in, where you run between two lines 20 meters apart, and then you have to run faster and faster, or when you are finally too exhausted to run anymore, that's how they score you, but what level you are at when you stopped. Girls have to get an 8.1 level, and he has to get a 12.5. I can't wait. I'll have to practice training for archery and do tons of push-ups and sit-ups, because we said we would test each other on that, too. When I got home, I didn't even care that no one was there. I practiced my square stance and visualized my target. I didn't even mind the silence. I thought about Ted and imagined us kissing. Now I wish I had kissed a guy before for practice. It had not been a good weekend after the party. Daniel was really mad that I stayed all night and we got in a fight and that I didn't talk to him for the rest of the weekend. I kept thinking of calling Maddie but kept putting it off. I told Daniel he should have just come with me, but he said his days of doing psychedelic drugs were over when he got chronic fatigue. He won't even smoke pot because he says he always feels stoned anyways. He said I should meet his friends who started smoking grass at age 15 and now live in a basement apartment on a ratty futon couch doing nothing with their lives at age 40. I hate the way he says grass. No one says that anymore. He sounds like my dad. I decided I would only tell Josie, my boss, at work. But she looked at me with this look. The army? Why on earth would he want to do that? That means killing, you know? Death? Not to mention uniforms with absolutely no style and do the opposite of flattering you. That's weird, Maddie. That's seriously weird. What almost 15-year-old wants to be in the army? Is that why you cut off your gorgeous hair? heart was beating fast. They pay for university, I said. I really thought she would understand. I shouldn't have told her. 
I shouldn't have told anyone. Why did I think it was a good idea to tell her? I'm so stupid. I should have kept it a secret. No one understands me. I told her I can't get in until I'm 16 anyway, but then Josie was already dialing. Baby, wait till you hear this. Maddie, you know Maddie who works for me? She just told me she wants to be in the army. The army. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> he says you're fucked in the head. She just kept laughing until I screamed. At least being in the army is doing something important with your life. What are you doing? Working at Susie Shear? Susie Shear isn't doing anything. I quit. Tune in next week for the conclusion of Quiver by Anna Chatterton. Quiver was written and performed by Anna Chatterton. Sound design was by Michael Rinaldi. Quiver was originally presented at Theatre Aquarius. Visit playmepodcast.com to learn more about our podcast, to leave a comment, or to let us know what you think of our shows. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. The associate producer is Rashanik Jaberi. Play Me is funded by the Toronto Arts Council, the Ontario Arts Council, and the Ontario Trillium Foundation. Special thanks to our partners, the Playwrights Guild of Canada, the Toronto Fringe Festival, and the Spiderweb Show. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production. For more information, visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.